0: Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's having a great Sunday. I figured going into the Sukkot holiday, I'll leave a little divret Torah here that I heard yesterday from Rabbi Manzor that it will really put us in the right kavanah for going into Sukkot. And basically, there's a few things we can learn from Sukkot itself. Of course, we know we're celebrating the Ananea Kavod, which are the clouds of glory, which protected and surrounded the Jews while they were sojourning in the desert. And the Mefarshim say the clouds protected us from enemies. It protected us from wild animals. It protected us from inclement weather. It even provided freshly laundered clothing. It kept the food fresh. It flattened the land so the mountains were out of the way. So there were a lot of miracles and we're basically you know, celebrating those miracles and celebrating the Ananiya Kavod which surrounded us, again, through our sojourn in the desert. Um, But there are a few amazing things that we could learn and celebrate during Sukkot uh, when it comes to Emunah and when it comes to uh, practical application of Emunah in life. So, So let's unpack it for a second. Basically, when the Jews were first told to leave Egypt, they weren't told of all these miracles that were waiting for them in the desert. They weren't told there would be man falling from the sky. They weren't told that there would be a well of water there waiting for them to feed millions of people. They weren't told about the Ananea Kavod. They were basically told, you're going to leave this country, millions of people. Don't bring anything. There's no food. There's no water. You're not bringing uh, clothing. There's no technology. You're literally just going to leave this country and enter the desert and follow my word. And that's very scary right? That's very scary. Hashem basically told these people to leave what they've known for hundreds of years, which of course is slavery, but still they at least know what they have and where they stand. You're going to enter the desert and you're going to go with all these dangers that we mentioned present there. And they did it. The Jews did it. They had faith. They, had emunah they entered without question and they went. And there's a lesson there, right? Because they went in not knowing there was Ananiya Kavod. And not knowing there were all these miracles waiting for them and blessings to come, the Torah, and of course eventually entering Kanaan and all that. But because they had the faith and they withstood the physical temptations and the physical challenges that were going to get in the way of their ability to do what was right, the reward was waiting for them in the desert. The Ananiya Kavod was waiting for them in the desert. And that's a lesson that we could learn in life in general, right? When things look bleak, when things look difficult and challenging, And when it looks like we're facing our own proverbial midbar, when we look like, when it looks like we're looking out into an empty wilderness with a lot of dangers and challenges and obstacles, if we have emunah, we have faith in Hashem, and we do what is right, we follow the Torah, we follow the mitzvah, we follow the word of God, derech Hashem, we will have ananei kavod waiting for us. We will have wells of water waiting for us. We will have man falling from the sky, meaning we will have our own miracles in our life. Waiting for us. If we go to work every day and we have emunah b'tachon, that we do our Lut and God willing, the money will come. The stuff will come. That, that we don't have to work on Shabbat and on holidays. We don't have to work after a certain hour if we want to learn Torah, or go to shul. We don't have to work because it's coming from Hashem. If we have that emunah, the ananea kavod, which let's say in that case is the wealth, will come in eventually. You just have to withstand the tests. Because Hashem wants to see if we're real. Hashem wants to see is this emunah real? Or they're just saying, oh, I want to I'm going to pray and I'm going to have a munah and and it's going to come tomorrow because in in spirituality, reward comes, but it comes much later because Hashem needs us to go through tests to prove ourselves and become vessels that are able to receive the divine blessing that He wants to give us, right? So same thing with health, right? A person might pray to and pray to improve his health and after a week or two or a month or two or a year or two, nothing happens. You know, the person gets discouraged and gives up. But in reality, Hashem, you know, Hashem says, He, ever he it, right? there was darkness, then there was light. There's always darkness before dawn. There's always difficulty and quiet before salvation. So, so we have to keep going. Hashem wants to see are they going to keep going? Is the emunah real? Is they are they going to keep the faith and, and continue onwards? Which, which again, is a beautiful, beautiful lesson. And the way this also connects to Sukkot is, as we know, every night we get a different guest, right? Abraham, isaac, Yaakov, David, Yosef, Aaron. You have a list of guests that each night come to the Sukkah to visit us spiritually. And, um, and what's amazing is these guests each have done this exact thing that we're saying in their entire life. What does that mean? Each of these guests, each of these avot, these sadikim, had emunah shelema, they had perfect faith and they went through tons of darkness. They went through tons of challenges and obstacles and struggles. They went through their own proverbial midbar, but because they kept going, at the end of the day, they received their blessing. They received their success. So, so just as an example, let's take Avraham. Avraham's very obvious because we have 10 tests we could pick. But let's start with his earliest test when he was young. Hashem told him, leave your father's home. Leave. You didn't make money yet. You have no reputation yet. He, he wasn't anything uh, large yet in terms of a personality. He wasn't married, no children. Hashem said, I want you to leave your father's home and go. Okay, where am I going? Doesn't matter. Just follow my word. I'm going to tell you where to go. There's a blessing on the other side. Okay. So he goes. What happens? He his wife gets abduct- He gets married. His wife gets abducted twice. Right? Or twice Sarah was taken. Then his son is told to to, to be slaughtered. He, he, Hashem tells him to slaughter his son. Then his cousin Lot gets captured by kings in a war. He has to go to war. Then I'm saying ups and downs. If you if you read the life of Abraham, it's it's phenomenal. If you read the details and even. What the mefarshim say, he went through a lot. But what does the Torah say towards the end of his life? He had his children, of course, which we know, which would eventually turn into B'nai Israel. He was very wealthy. He was one of the richest people. And he was globally famous, right? Because he was converting thousands and thousands of people to, to uh, believe in one God. And his name spread across the world. So Avraham got everything he was promised, but it took a lot of time. It took a lot of struggle and challenges, but he kept the faith. He kept going. He, he, he stood the course. You, he, he stuck to the course. And let's think about his son, Yitzchak. Very similar situation, right? We mentioned that Yitzchak. What about that? Yitzchak knew that he was destined to be the person that spreads B'nai Israel all over the world. The kids were going to come from him. The tribes were going to come from him, etc. Now he's literally on, he's on a Mizbayah with a knife inches from his neck. He's about to be cut doesn't matter. The Gemara says that, that he was happy. He was, he was thrilled to do this for Hashem. He had emunah that it was all for the best. And guess what? You know what the Kabbalah says? Before Akedah Yitzchak, he was infertile. Yitzchak could not have children. But because of the Akedah Yitzchak, there was a spiritual transformation, which again, this is Kabbalistic. You won't necessarily see this in the Humash. This is Kabbalah. He was then fertile. And that's what led him to be able to, to become who he became. And of course, Yaakov came from him, things like that. And then let's give one or two more examples. What about Yaakov? Yaakov was also told that he was the future. He was, he was learning Torah all day, right? He was connected to Hashem. What a beautiful life. What a tzaddik. What happens? Hashem makes it where he has to run away from home. His brother's trying to kill him. He works for his uncle and lives with his uncle for 21 years just to get married. He, so, so again, all, all our avot who were promised great things and then did the right thing, Ended up in challenges and obstacles and darkness. But they didn't lose hope. They didn't say, oh, I'm doing the right thing. Why is this happening to me? What's going on? They kept going. So Yaakov kept going. And again, what happened? Of course, Yaakov had all the children. Yaakov ended up being very rich. The Torah says he was very rich. And, um, and of course, Yaakov also was, was, was very famous. And then the last example, could because this is such a good example, is Yosef HaSadik, right? The guest of Yosef. Yosef was born as the apple of Yaakov's eye. He grew up with a beautiful life. He was favored by his parents. He was having Nebuan dreams, right? He was, he was learned. He was in the fields. He was, he, was a, he was a precious child. He was connected. Perfect. Beautiful. What ended up happening? Of course, we know the story. His brothers take him, throw him in a pit. They then sell him to Egypt. Now he's a slave in Egypt. In Egypt, his boss's wife tries to seduce him. The the, the, the Torah says every day she was trying to seduce him. She was changing outfits in front of him, inviting her friends to look at him. Crazy temptation. He was 17 years old, and this is what he's encountering. And he did the right thing. He stayed strong. He didn't give in to the temptation. What happened? He was thrown in jail. Now he's thrown in jail for a decade. He's being, you would think, what, what kind of crazy story is this? Right, you would think Yosef thrown his brothers throw him in a pit then they sell him to a slave. Then he he withstands temptation in his in his owner's home in his boss's home. They take him, throw him in jail. Now he's in jail. It's crazy, but no, he had emunah. He stuck the course. It's all from from Hashem. What ended up happening? He was singing, dancing in 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 jail. You know the the, the jail keeper noticed him. Said, "Wow, this is a special person." I'm going to make him the warden of the jail. Then we know the rest is history. He interpreted dreams. Long story short, he ended up becoming the second in command of Egypt, which, was, by the way, was the most powerful nation in the world back then. So, again, the message is very clear, right? Hashem takes a person, challenges the person. The person continues to pass, does, does the right thing, doesn't necessarily get immediate results, because life doesn't work that way. But if you stay the course and you keep the emunah in the end, you will win. And the Torah says that. I I don't remember where Rabbi Mansur quoted it, but it says it in the Torah. If you stick to the Torah and the mitzvot, you will not lose. You cannot lose. It's a guarantee from Hashem. The Torah guarantees, it promises us. If you stick to the path and you do the right thing, you will not lose. So it's a beautiful thing to remember on Sukkot as we're sitting in the Sukkah. Because we're sitting in the Sukkah to commemorate the Araneh Kavod. Which remind us, in life, yes, there's a lot of times we're in the Midbar. We're wandering, we're lost, we're scared, there's dangers, there's obstacles. But at the end of the day, we will reach the Ananiya Kavod. We will reach a place where we are safe, secure, and thriving, and protected, and and, and in the light. And each night, when we have the different guests come visit, we should think about them and the lessons they taught us. There's so much to learn from these masters of Emunah. Um, And that was the message Rabbi Mansour gave, and I loved it because it's very practical because all of us have goals in our lives and all of us try to pray and improve and a lot of times when we start to do good that's when things go wrong ironically we think i don't understand. i'm finally doing good i'm finally doing it's i'm finally doing Torah. i'm finally trying to improve and then this bad thing happens you have to understand guys that's the test and by the way rabbi Nachman writes this all the time in in all his books, he writes, he says the Yetzirah is a genius, the Satan is a genius. When he sees a person improving, they 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 go extra effort to trip you up so that you correlate, you psychologically create a causal relationship between the good you're trying to do and the bad that's happening. You say, you know what, it's not for me. What kind of craziness is this? I'm I'm, I'm 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 trying to be better and this is how I get paid back. I'm out. I, I don't I don't I don't want this. And that's, and that's unfortunately where a lot of us fall. We have to remember that before things get great, they, 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 they get worse, right? Before things, when you're in the gym working out, before you get strong and built, you get sore and you're in pain. You might even break a, uh, break a bone or two, right? So God forbid, but, but the point is we have to remember this very practical idea. Life is long, God willing, and therefore there's a lot of ups and downs and on our journey Upwards, there's a lot of bleakness and setbacks because A, Hashem wants to see, if we have it in us, Hashem wants to see how emet we are, how true we are, how how determined we are, how truly dedicated we are. And then on the spiritual side of let's say the yet or the Satan or whatever you want to call it or your mind or whatever, that's trying to trip you up because it's there to challenge you. That makes sense too because they see the, the Yetzera sees, oh my god, this guy is ready, he's 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 putting in the work. I'd say I want to discourage him. So we have to remember this. Let's enjoy sukkot, let's relay this message to our families because we we could all hear it, especially today with all the challenges that we have in the world. But but thank God the world is also beautiful. We're learning more Torah than ever. We're we're making more money than ever to give sedakah as a community. There's a lot of good things going on. So God willing, we'll all continue to grow in Emunah and Bittachon. And if you guys loved this or, or like or want to learn more about Emunah and things like that, on Spotify, there's a, there's a link to Everyday Emunah, which is like, I think it's a 25-minute audio that I put just about the different tenets of Emunah based on Nachman and, and uh, Arush. But, um, but yeah, have a great holiday. Hag Sameach. And may we all eventually find our personal Ananiyak HaVod. Amen. Bye.